everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In his life, yes. I will have to get look back in my history books and check the we, times he's been to the southern we border. We have been looking all morning, and we cannot find any record of him visiting the border as president, vice president, senator, or even as a concerned citizen. Why would that be? I can check and see when the last time or when he may have been. Yeah, when was that? Well, okay. All right, 507-550-KTSA-FM-1071. Trayware page, KTSA.com. Hi, Don. Hi, Chris. Hi, Elaine. All right. Away we go. Hi to you, too. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Where's my border brigade? Tell me what's going on this morning. You guys in the Del Rio area, holla. You guys over at El Aeroporto, what's going on over there? How's things happening? Do we got a bunch of people over there again this morning? You guys in the taxi cabs and stuff, holler at me. Let me know what's going on. 210-599-5555. I can tell you that Governor Greg Abbott has lined up a ton of cars and miles and miles and miles of Texas razor wire I've been talking about. I've got the pictures right here. There's a whole bunch of DPS units that are lined up. There's a whole bunch of uh, fencing with razor wire at the top and embedded in the middle of it, doing it the right way, talking about chain link fence with razor wire all over the chain link fence. Man, that's what we should have done a long time ago. Just put razor wire up and down the entire border everywhere, just everywhere you turn. Oh, uh, ah, ooh, there's another one. Ah, ooh, ah, ee, and, oh, yeah, uh, there's another one. Just put it everywhere. Would have stopped this stuff. And it is having an effect. Because now the folks are looking up and they're seeing all the vehicles and they're seeing the razor wire. They're seeing the guys on the horseback, and I got more info about those guys too. And, well, they're turning around. Uh, many of them have turned around. Some of them apparently have contacted people in the supply chain in the back saying, hey, don't come. So that's good. Uh, Peter Ducey was asked, or Peter Ducey asked the question again, uh, has has Biden visited the border? You just heard it, and uh, Jen Psaki didn't have an answer. I, 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 when she's not lying, that's her answer. Tap dance. Now, here's what's interesting: when there's a hurricane, something like that that goes on, Biden gets on Air Force One and makes a big display. They all do, by the way. All politicians make a big display of "I'm going to visit the area," and I've always thought, what does that do? <laughs> all right what does that do i'm going to visit the area and i uh, fly overhead in a helicopter and all of that the only disaster area that biden has not been to however because he went to new orleans and he went to the northeast when the northeast got flooded just a couple of weeks ago he's not been to the border don't you find it really interesting that uh, he would go where there was a hurricane in Lawlands, Louisiana, or he would go to up in the Northeast where there was flooding that went on, that kind of thing. I've got to see this from the air. I've got to check it out and see it for myself. But not go to where we really are having a chaotic invasion at our border? Of course he's not going to go. 
because that would be an admission that there is chaos at the border, and they're not ever going to admit that. The other thing they're not going to tell you, folks, and with, with as, as hard as Peter Ducey is working to try to find out, the others, keep in mind, the others don't get any attention up there in that White House room because they don't ask any questions that are not prescripted. They get prescripted questions from Saki. Um, and I've got something about that concerning the Boris Johnson situation in the UK in the White House the other day. Remember what we talked about? I'll tell you about that coming up. But they're not going to tell you how many that have been sent back versus how many have been resettled here. When Senator Ron Johnson asked that question of the Department of Homeland Security Secretary a couple of days ago, he said, how many have been resettled in the United States? Because, you know, we've had 1.3 million apprehensions. So how many have been resettled in the United States from the 1.3 million versus how many have sent back, have been sent back? And also the question comes up out of the, uh, people that have been deported here out of Del Rio, how many have been resettled in the United States versus how many have been flown back to Haiti? And, of course, the Department of Homeland Security is not giving the answer because they don't want you to have the answer. Do you remember how? Remember when they did this in Afghanistan when early on reporters were saying, well, how many Americans are here? And they started out with 6,000, no, 15,000, no, 20,000, no, uh, now it's 100. <laughs> um, that's what they're going to try to do with this. So what we did was put a pen and a paper to it. The department said that fewer than 5,000 migrants remain in Del Rio. Okay. There were 15,000 that were there at one point last weekend. According to the Department of Homeland Security, 1,400 have been deported to Haiti. So 15,000 minus 1,400, that leaves you with 14,900. 14,900. Where are the 14,900? Did they just, poof, disappear? Now, if we separate and subtract the 14, or separate uh, or subtract 5,000 from the 14,900, well, obviously they give you somewhere around 9,000. Well, okay, where are the 9,000 then? I, I, I'm willing to go with their game on that and take the 5,000 off the top of the 14,000. I don't believe them. I think they have distributed close to 15,000 people. Almost every last one of the Haitians that were down at the border, I think they've pretty much distributed throughout the United States. People are sending me pictures of Haitians on airplanes, commercial airliners, sitting there with the, the traveling public of the United States. People have, have taken pictures and sent them to me. Um, we now know that uh, some of the Haitians have attacked some of the pilots and, uh, and ICE uh, people on these airplanes. That's right. In fact, one of the airplanes, one of the ice guys got bit by one of these Haitians. So the airplane had to turn around and come back. And Maxine Waters, Mad Max, remember her, get up all in their face. And the Democrats did it. They, the Democrats started to attack Republicans after Mad Max told them to do so. Now she comes out and she says what we uh, have witnessed with these guys on horseback uh, takes us back hundreds of years, and it's worse than what we saw in slavery. That's coming from a black woman who says she's a, she says she's a descendant of slaves. She said it's cowboys with their reins in hand whipping black people, and all these black people are trying to do is escape the violence in their country. 
Well, let's clear that up real quick before we move on. First of all, these Haitians did not come from Haiti. They came from South America. They had been working in Chile and Brazil, and they came up up here to the United States. Uh, when Joe Biden said, the doors are open, come on, you get free food, you get free health care, you get free housing vouchers and all that, that's why they started to come, and there's many more thousands that are making their way right now through Mexico headed this direction. So, no, these are not folks from Haiti. These people had pretty good jobs uh, down in Chile and what have you. They were making a pretty good living. And so they have the money to have cell phones. They're not coming here because they were repressed by their government. They're coming here because Joe Biden said you could have a whole bunch of free stuff. We want you to surge the border. And that's what they're doing. Because, as Joe Biden said in 2015, in 2015, when he was vice president, he said he wanted to fundamentally change the demographics of the United States of America and make a shift to people of color away from people, uh, white, white Anglo-Saxons. He said in 2015, when he was vice president, we want an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who are Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017, remember he said this in 2015, we will be an absolute minority in the United States of America, an absolute minority, a minority, I tell you. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. That's a source of our strength, he said. So it's all about, uh, as he said in 2015, he called it an unrelenting stream of uh, migration to the United States to rebalance, fundamentally rebalance the demographics of the United States of America. And that was what Joe Biden said in 2015, and he's doing it right now. Meanwhile, the guys on horseback who did not use whips, did not uh, hit any, any of the Haitians, they have been put on desk duty. This is just, <laughs> I mean, imagine. These guys are working in the most deplorable conditions that you can imagine. They are enforcing the laws of our nation. They are law enforcement officers. They've sworn an oath to enforce the laws of our nation, and that's what they're doing. They didn't use a whip. They didn't use a rein on anybody. Nobody. A, a couple of them are seen twirling their uh, reins, not hitting anybody, with, but twirling with it, so that those guys who were rushing those horses, and they... Those guys were rushing those horses, would not be trampled by the horse. As Don said, being from Maine up there, he doesn't know really much about horses and how they work, but he even he could tell that these guys weren't whipping anybody with whips. Uh, I do know a lot about horses. I grew up on them. And those guys were operating flawlessly, magnificent, magnificently. They were doing exactly what needed to be done to push back the invasion and make no mistake about it it was an invasion they were rushing the border where these guys were on the horses i said it before if those guys wanted to whip those haitians or or if they wanted to wrap a, a lasso around their ankles and tie the other end to the horn and and pull them like a calf roping uh they could have done it that's not what they're there for 
the liberal media, and David Muir on ABC is the worst to blame for this. He, he is the one, David Muir on ABC was the one who initially started to stoke this up and to, to, and to raise the fires on all this and, 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 and pour gasoline on the fire on his, uh, on his evening newscast on ABC. David Muir. And these guys now are on a desk job taking them off of what they love to do and what they got in it to do, and they're law enforcement officials. So now you're telling them to not enforce the law or we're going to put you on the desk. Go ahead, John. Uh, Trey, back when Obama was president and I lived in New Braunfels, I'd go to Walmart on 35 there at the gas station, and these brand-new vans with paper licenses would come up and uh, 15 passenger vans, and people would get out and they'd stretch like they'd been in that van for a long time, headed up 35. This has been going on for a long time, the uh, importing of these people and uh, it, it like i said how long ago was that when when obama sure. was president sure that was uh oh nine all the way through 16 that's right john thank you i appreciate your call this morning yeah it has been going on for a long time but with the attitude and the policies of joe biden uh again he said it in 2015 he wants to rebalance the democrat uh, the uh, demographics of the united states and uh, and make a nation he said it not me Make a nation where white Caucasian people like himself would be the minority. And he said that we would be a better country if white people were the minority. Have you ever heard anything more racist in your life? That's pretty racist <laughs> for even for a white guy to say. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Elaine says, why are they concerned now? It's because they're black. When it was Hispanics in cages or crossing humanitarian efforts were not made, where's Ocasio? Where's Joaquin? Where is Joaquin? Uh, I tell you what Joaquin's working on. Uh, He had the government do a study into why there's not more Latinos on radio and television. And that was the big story that he put out yesterday. Joaquin Castro put that story out yesterday. Well, there are more Hispanics and more Latinos on radio and television than ever before joaquin's just you know looking for another racial angle to to separate us uh and and so uh why aren't there more latinos out there under the bridge where's his mama (laughs) she's down screaming at the alamo all right back in a minute 210-599-5500 miles and miles of texas hey ray all the stars up in the sky me some asleep at the wheel i really really do you ever get into a sleep at the wheel don yeah i remember 1973 first time i ever saw a sleep at the wheel working in country radio at the time and right. of course here they come along and a sound that we you know we had heard it on bob wills doing it mm-hmm. but nothing new and current with anybody doing it and here they were i can't believe they've been around as long as they have man. Right. <laughs> a lot of miles on that bus yeah the sure is <laughs> Woo! Man. I heard about them in the late 80s. Yeah. I think I was working in country radio. Yeah. Uh, 
They had a big deal with Epic Records at the time. Yeah. Sent some stuff up. So Well, Ray always is putting up, uh, I, I get his notifications, he's always putting up where they're going. And you talk about miles and miles. There's a guy who has not given up on the travel thing. He's no. like Willie. You yeah, know? just keeps going. That's it. It's, what, it's what keeps him going. Well, that's, see, that's exactly what Willie Nelson told me. Willie told me, I said, why are you working so hard? Because he was doing, you know, 300 dates a, a, a year, taking 65 days off a year, right. you know. And I said, why are you working so hard? He said, because it's what I do. If I stop, I'll die. <laughs> so there you, well, go. There you go. And I'm yeah. sure Ray feels the same way. All right. It's a great sound that he has. It's a gr- oh, it's awesome, man. Those guys are awesome. All right. Well, the uh, 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is going on right now through the 15th of October. And we are going to deliver about, uh, oh, I think 10,000 or so meals to needy in San Antonio. But we need your help to be able to do exactly that. If you can give whatever, $5, $20, $100, whatever you can give, it's all going to go toward buying the food so that people can have a Thanksgiving meal. You know how we do it every year, and until COVID hit, we'd get together at the convention center. Well, with COVID around, we can't get together at the convention center, but the Jimenez family is going to go buy all the food, prepare all the food, cook it all up, and take it to about 10,000 people, 10,000 families or 10,000 people in San Antonio who otherwise would not have a Thanksgiving meal, which is something most of us just take for granted, right? So you can help, would you please? And just go to KTSA.com for all the details. It's brought to you in part by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, Institute for Functional Health, and Ansira. Going to be clear. It's going to be comfortable, low humidity the next several days. You'll notice the difference this morning. Feels good up in the hill country. Some people reaching for a light jacket, jean jacket or something, and highs around 87. Right. I work 18 hours a day. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you wanted the gig, baby. That's my orcas. Oh. Uh, don't believe it when he says he doesn't know how many they've resettled in the United States. Of course they know how many they've resettled in the United States. How do they know that? Well, they say they're processing all of them. But they put them all on buses. All you got to do is have a counter. Click, 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 click. Every time they get on a bus or an airplane, they know exactly. What the deal is, they don't want you to know. See, 537, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And the Treyware page at And as always, as I go through these stories this morning, you're welcome to be on talking about you know, whatever lights your candle. 210-599-5555. So, Don. I'm watching the newest dude on Fox News. He's the pretty boy. He's got the poofy hair, which I understand because, <coughs> sorry, I have the same thing going on, right? So Same uh, here. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. And he is probably tw- 25, maybe, something like that. What's his name, Bill or something? Huh? Elaine, I can't even look at you. She's over there going, and he's got these strong arms and great shoulders. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. Is that why you're standing in her view? Because you're standing like right in front of her face. I'm blocking. So she can't see the TV. I'm blocking. Right. Okay. So anyway, he's there. And Focus, Elaine. Focus. She's do- he's doing a live hit from under the bridge down there right. in Del Rio. Yep. He's really doing a good job, by the way, for yeah. you know his age. He's... He's not like a John Roberts with the gray hair and can talk for days. He's a young guy, but he's doing really good. So they keep going back to him over and over again. What's the latest down there, Bill, or whatever his name is? Is it Bill, right? I don't know. Anyway, so he's doing a live stand-up yesterday, and I think it's with Hemmer or somebody. And here comes one of the women walking behind him, and she don't have no top on. She walk along, da ding, da ding, ba doom, 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 right behind Man, him. It's become Woodstock down there. And it's pretty much what yeah. it was. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was right. thinking. Willie Nelson concert, Fourth sure. of July. 
But, uh, yeah, I thought, what in the white? That's on television. And, of course, since it was live, there was no pixelated. Usually they'll pixelate. Yeah. But there was nothing, man. It's just dong, 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 dong. <laughs> there she goes, walking on by, going nowhere. Going. <laughs> he he didn't know anything about it because he's yeah. looking that way, and she's behind him, so right. he had no idea. Sure. So anyway, it's all kinds of stuff coming out of this story. I guess so. <laughs> and the guys on the horses like, send me over there. You know right, exactly. Why can't, can't I get that gig? Why can't we like round up some topless women? Come on. <sighs> What else? It's insanity. Huh? It's insanity. It's insanity. That's what it is. It's insane. It's all insanity. What in the hell? Well, um, and we're getting reports of, of some of the Haitians being dropped off at different places throughout Texas, and we're following up on those reports and everything that's going on. So it is kind of crazy. Speaking of crazy, Matthew McConaughey was asked, are you going to run for governor? He said, look, man. It's going to be in some capacity. I just I'm a, I'm more of a folksy and philosopher, poet, statesman than I am per se a definitive politician. So well, I'm I'm thinking about it, and uh, and that's really not a reason not to. But but then I go like, no man, that's exactly why I should because politics needs redefinition, and and I'm measuring. You know what I mean? I'm measuring it. So I'm trying to figure out, man, what's my category? What's my embassy, man? What is my embassy? And uh, I have to remain an artist. I'm, this is quotes. These are all quotes. Right. I have to um, remain an artist, man. I've, I've earned my right to enjoy that Saturday night part of my life and that music part of my life. It has to have the music, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm very good at being, uh, like, diligent, Monday morning, practical structure. You know, I'm all of that. But i got to continue to be like an artist, and that's, uh, that's what I do, man. So there you go. That's your governor. What does that even mean? <laughs> Couldn't figure any of that out, could you? Know, you? Here's, here's the thing. I'm not telling anybody who they should vote for. Yeah. Well, I would never do that. Right. In a, in a million years. I will. You know, you can do that. I, I will. I would never do it. You know, my own kids who voted for president for the first time last year never told them what they should do. Right. I don't even know who they voted for. I don't want to know. You don't care. As long as you vote. Okay. Right? Okay. You know, well, whatever the outcome is, you deal with it. i'm just going to ask the listening audience one big favor okay and it all boils down to this don't for don't vote for mcconaughey i'm not saying that i'm just going to i'm just going to put this in your ear right now okay I don't want to have to edit those sound bites. Uh, and try to you put know. something together. I don't want to have to edit those. <laughs> try to make that make I sense. I have a hard enough time with what we have in, in the White House now. Uh, I don't want to have to do it again. That's why he's I, got a chance. You know, I have I have a certain amount of time every day in order to do this. Stuff. Right. And, and I just can't. I <laughs> just can't, don't find the time. Can't add to it anymore. For one more. Look, it's know? it's going to be some capacity. I just um. You know, uh, I have a hard time I'm, editing myself. I'm more I, of a folksy philosopher, poet, statesman, you know, than I am like, like per se, a like a definitive politician. Right. Uh, so, well, you know, I, I, I go well. That's a reason not to. But then I go, no, that's that's why I should, you know, because like, like politics needs redefinition. And I, well, I'm doing my measuring. I'm I'm trying to figure out what's my category. You know, what's my embassy? 
What's your embassy? (laughs) What does that mean? What is your embassy? You can read into this as (laughs) as much as you can, but that basically, to me, that says I don't have a platform to stand on. Oh, he he's got nada. And and the other than the fact that he'd probably be the best looking governor we ever had. Well, that's 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 there's that. But when he's when he started to mess with this, and I don't think it's real. I'll just say that up front. I think he's just screwing around with everybody right now. I think that's what he's doing. He's got nothing else to do. He's been sitting at home for the last. There you go. There you go. So when he first started doing this and it ended up on social media, I, I, you know, I have conservatives that follow me on social media, and I saw conservative women, sorry, ladies, conservative women saying, oh, I'll vote for him in a heartbeat. Not, not knowing what he stood for, what his platform was, what he was going to do, any kind of plan. He's not announced, hey, this is what we need to do to reform anything in Texas. He said nothing other than, what's my embassy, man? I, right. I still want to smoke dope on Saturday nights. <laughs> well, Greg, good for you. What do you... Go, you- What's go, the plan? Go right ahead. <laughs> you know? You know, and, and again, <laughs> I don't want to edit those sound bites. So you just, you know, if you want to take that into consideration when you go and vote next year. That you'll have to do I, all the I work. I would appreciate it. Now, Chris says he answered the question. How do you answer <laughs> yeah. the question? He answered it clearly to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> of course to you. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're a chemist. What do you mean he answered it clearly? You get it. Well, he said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that's true. That's what it all boils down. I don't know. I have no idea. So uh, it was just a joke, and now you're taking me serious. He's just screwing around with people. But here's the deal: he's ahead of Abbott in in a Houston Chronicle polling. Now you know it's the it's the it's the commie Chronicle. It's it's polling (laughs) in general. I just, I can't imagine, but you know, I've seen stranger things in politics. Joe Biden's the president, so okay. That'll explain that to you. Don't count him out because Joe Biden's the president. The last 20 years in politics in general. Exactly. You know, what's the difference? I mean, what's one more thing? Exactly. What's one more thing at this point? Toss in something a little bit weird. I just don't want to edit the sound bites. A lot. That's really all there is to it. What do you mean, man? I don't Embassy. Dude. Hey. Rock on Longhorns. Right. What do I keep in? What do I take out? You know, I mean, I just, I wouldn't have a clue as, as to what. With the president, it's easy. Good week got Saturday night, dude. Twenty-second, you know, pauses in his <laughs> in his speech. You just take those out. That's Come it, on, man. There you go, and leave that in. That's all you need, right there. <laughs> so we're gonna play bongos down at the with the topless girls down at the down at the uh, down at the border, man. We'll get them all together. We'll have a we'll have a party. We'll play bongos, hey, right. and hit a bong too while we're there. <laughs> you have a treaty. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break. More on the other. SanAntonio.com. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Okay, Daryl, let's hear it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Weeks before Gabby Petito's body was found in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park, Nina Cecile Angelo says she was sitting next to the couple in a diner in Jackson Hole and watched an escalating argument. Now Petito is dead and Brian Laundrie is missing. Yeah, a couple of things to update you on that. 210-599-5555. First of all, we got the word that divers are now a part of the search team looking for this guy. They got a wet crew now uh, going through the swamps. So, 
you know, if, if that thing, if he was there, if he was in that swamp and, uh, you know, if he got in the water or whatever, they said it's in, infested with alligators and uh, pretty hungry alligators at that. Who knows? Whatever. Who knows? You know, um, he could be in Spain by now. Literally, literally. I mean, he could be in Mexico. Uh, there's no telling where the guy is by now. Um, but uh, we, we do know this now. It's coming out this interesting little twist last night that the neighbors across the street from his parents said they saw his parents drive off hitching an attached camper on the same day that Gabby Petito was reported missing, which was 9-11. Now, it is believed that that camper was her van, that her van was attached to the back of their car, his parents' car, as his parents took off to go camping now of course at that time it wouldn't have been a a shocker to the neighbors because nobody knew any of this was going on right it's not like the neighbors would be watching going hey what's going on over there so they they just saw the family leave to go camping so you know to to say why didn't you say something sooner they did say it as soon as a missing persons report was filed and the cops came and talked to them as the neighbors across the street hey you seen her seen anybody what have you seen and they said yeah we we saw them go camping you know on like 911 which would not be unusual it would not have been like a, it was on a weekend wasn't it 911 was on a saturday so it would not have been it wouldn't have stood out when you didn't know that all this was going on right because she hadn't been reported missing as of yet so that's kind of you know an, another thing uh, that involves his parents if that's true you know and his parents took that van some took her van somewhere on the day she was reported missing, and they knew that she was missing, right, because they had seen their son that week, they say. So um, there needs to be a lot of looking at these parents, his parents, a, a lot of looking. You, you tell me what you think, but I'm telling you that his parents ought to be uh, scrutinized up and down, sideways, every which way. I, I just, in my mind, I don't know, just, I think they know where he is. And they, I think they know a heck of a lot more, particularly now that we know that the neighbors have said this, that this van of hers, it looked like that van was the attached camper, and they were going somewhere on a camping trip on that day. 210-599-5555. Well, we've got more of this ridiculousness uh, of being woke, which once again is erasing women. You, you know, feminists, <laughs> y'all united and burned your bras a long time ago. I remember all that during the 70s. Oh, Gloria Steinem and Cosmopolitan, we're not wearing bras and all that kind of stuff. Feminist, feminist, feminist. Well, okay, so the woke mu movement that you are a part of right now, that the feminists are a part of, is erasing women completely. So here's the latest one. The ACLU shared an abortion quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right? The quote originally, originally when, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it, the quote said, the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life 
to her well-being and dignity. When government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for her own choices. The ACLU releases the quote yesterday, and it says this. The decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a person's life, to their well-being and dignity. When the government controls that decision for people, they are being treated as less than a fully human responsible for their own choices. Removing all references to women, her, she, women, all taken out of that quote by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. First of all, you can see the myriad of issues in all of this, right? First of all, going back, just like in Orwell, and altering the quotes of famous human beings that walked on this earth. Going back and completely changing what they said. I'm not talking about changing the context. I'm not talking about lifting them out of one particular context and putting them in another context. Like, this is what she said, but she said it here, so therefore this is what she meant. And leaving the original quote the way it was, no, I'm not talking about that. That happens all the time. That's been going on forever to, ch- to effectively change what somebody said, right? No, now the woke crowd is changing the words in the quote and not saying that they're changing the words. They are fundamentally changing the quote itself, the woke crowd is, to completely change what that person said. So now what that person said is not what they said. It's Orwellian. And why are they doing that? Well, because we have now been told by the whack job left that men can menstruate. So they are now, according to the whack job left, they are now birthing people, menstruating persons. AOC says people who aren't women can menstruate too. This is completely and literally getting rid of women. All the transgender activists out there claim that biological females who identify as male are in fact men, and therefore men can get pregnant, men can have abortions, and men can menstruate. And here's the worst part of all of this. It's one thing to say this to adults like you and me. But they're teaching this crap in the schools. KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Good information. Now on FM 1071. We will get that data both to the senator who posed it yesterday and to you, Congressman, today. So you don't have any estimation of all of the, the, the numbers that I'm asking for at all. You don't know how many have been returned. You don't know how many have been released into the United States. You don't have any, any estimation at all of what those numbers are. They do, Congressman. They just don't want the American people to know. And when they give those numbers, those numbers will be a lie. This has been the controversy this week. How many of these folks, 1.3 million apprehensions since Joe Biden has been president, right? How many have been released into the United States? How many have been returned to country of origin? Want to know. And then out of the 15,000 Haitians, the crisis chaos that we're dealing with right now at the border which is all planned we got joe dead to rights in his own words from 2015 but anyway how many of those 
Now, they say that 1,400 of those were sent back to Haiti. Do a little math. Blah, 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 blah. So you, you, roughly about uh, 14,900 have been distributed throughout the United States. Now, what did Joe say in 2015? I'll tell you in a second. Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You're going to love this weather. If you haven't been outside yet, I'm going to tell you it's going to make you want to play hooky. Maybe maybe tomorrow you play hooky and make it a long weekend. William, fire away. You're on. Go ahead, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, I was. I don't know if the question's been asked or not, but has anybody asked where's the men's maxi pads then in the stores? Right. Right. Have I, I been looking have I been overlooking them for the past 30 years? Right, right. No, what you're talking about is the story from last uh, hour where the ACLU has taken a quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg and completely erased any reference to she women her taken all completely changing her quote. And and by the way, let me just clean this up quickly since you're on the phone and asking about this cuz it led to the discussion where all the woke crowd is saying that that men can menstruate because they say a, a biological woman who identifies as a man is indeed a man, and therefore men menstruate, men can get pregnant, men can have abortions, and that's why they're altering the language. But here's the danger of all this, William. As I said going into the top of the hour news, they're teaching this now in schools, this whole gender neutrality crapola. They're teaching kids to buy off on that. There is no he or she. It's a they. It's a them. It's a, it's a y'all, it's a sibling instead of brother or sister. They're teaching this in the schools to the point where eventually that will become the norm. The norm. Right, right. Well, with that teaching, they need to make sure that they uh, tell the kids early where the men's uh, maxi pad section is in the grocery store. Right, right. Look for it. Keep looking for it. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Now, what Joe said in 2015 when he was vice president to Barack Obama, and I'll paraphrase this for you. I can read it directly to you, but I'll paraphrase it. We need this endless stream of people coming into the country, illegally or legally, both primarily illegally because he wants to rush to the border. We have to have it in order to fundamentally change the, democra- the, the demographics of the United States. In 2015, when he was vice president, he talked about by 2017, which we've already passed, right, that Caucasians like him, his words, would be the minority because they are rushing so many others into the country. And that what their plan was, and along came Donald Trump and disrupted their plan, but what their plan was was to ever build that and build that and build that until the white man was the the minority in America and the Caucasian would, would not have any power in America. That's Joe Biden in 2015, okay? So Donald Trump comes on and says, no, I'm, I'm closing the border, and we're not going along with this nonsense, utter nonsense and now the border is wide open and so when you hear them say when my says the border is closed it is not that's lip service that's not what they're about they're about having the border wide open and they do have the border wide open and this show of sending some of these guys back to haiti is nothing but a show the vast majority 
have gone to um, different parts in the in the country. My phone's on the flitz again. Chris, can you call up two for me, please? And Ron, you're on KTSA. Yeah, I have a friend who works over at NSA Texas, and he said that they recently installed sanitary napkin dispensers in the men's room. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen it. Where was I? I'm trying to remember where I was. I was I was on a trip somewhere and went into the men's room and yeah, they were they were there, you know. Sure. Well, because as you well know, men it's a problem that men have once a month. This is the world that we're living in, Ron. Thank you very much for your call. This is the world that we're living in is is they have created uh this upside down uh craziness because of all this wokeism and and what johnny depp said you know i don't agree with anything that johnny depp ever says but he said this whole cancel culture stuff is coming for you too it has absolutely no bounds to it so for people who support the cancel culture or this nonsense of erasing the genders it's going to come for you eventually and who you are is going to be erased that's where we are 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. The only reporter in the White House briefing room that actually asks questions is Peter Ducey. The others, they have cue cards that they read off of, and Saki answers the question that has already been prearranged. A couple of things about that. First of all, she was asked yesterday by Peter Ducey, has Joe Biden ever been to the border? If you remember just a couple of weeks ago when they had the problem in Louisiana after the hurricane, he got on the airplane, he flew to Louisiana with the New Orleans, looked around and all that. And then they had that same storm went up to the northeast. They had the flooding in the northeast. He went and walked around the northeast in Pennsylvania, New York, and all that, flew over to helicopter, blah, blah, blah. He has yet to come to the border. Do we have that by any chance, Chris? Where yesterday, again, Peter Ducey, on top of the game, asked Jen Psaki about that. Has President Biden ever been to the southern border? In his life? Yes. I will have to get look back in my history books and check the we, times he's been to the southern we border. We have been looking all morning, and we cannot find any record of him visiting the border as president, vice president, senator, or even as a concerned citizen. Why would that be? I can check and see when the last time or when he may have been. Uh, he's not going to go. Uh, that's just the bottom line. This is, this is happening exactly how he wants it to happen. Exactly how he wants it to happen. This is being played out perfectly in his book. I have received, in the last 24 hours since the last time you and I were together, I have received numerous pictures of Haitians on commercial jets flying all over the country. God knows where. God knows where. All over the country. But on those jets commercial airliners with the traveling public of the united states and again none of them are vaxxed we know covid is among them we know tb is among them because the sheriffs down around the border told us so but if you fly in from germany as an, i've got some friends who work in germany so they they hop back and forth frequently when they come back from germany they're going to have to prove that they were vaccinated that's a rule that his highness joe put in place but these folks walking across the border illegally they don't have to prove anything and so 
you have right now the Department of Homeland Security distributing them by bus to different places all throughout Texas. I also have reports and pictures of Haitians being dropped off at various locations right around here. Not vaxxed, having COVID, some of them, some of them having TB, and they're walking around in the general population all over the place. Just in the past 24 hours since you and I have talked, I've received pictures, calls, emails, uh, people saying this and showing it to me, backing it up. This is a crisis that's raging out of control. Laura Logan over on Fox has been talking about this. She's done a lot of research on what is called uh, a weaponized bioweapon bomb. And if you were going to set off a bioweapon bomb in a country, you wouldn't necessarily fly an airplane overhead and drop a bomb, right? Because we knock airplane out of sky. It's not supposed to be up there, right? So that's not how you do it. You infect a bunch of people, and you distribute them throughout the country. And Laura Logan, has been, she was on with, with Hannity again last night. She has been ringing this bell because her contacts in the governments around the world have been telling her that's exactly what's going on here, is we have a situation that a COVID bomb is being released, a biohazard bomb is being released around the country by taking people who are infected and loading them up on bus, loading them up on airplanes, and driving them all over the country and dropping them off. Then they go to school, their kids go to school with the kids and wherever, and they're, they're walking up and down the grocery store aisle, with whatever, and they're spreading the stuff. And what's insidious about this is that Joe wants you to get fired if you're not vaccinated. But he doesn't care about them being vaccinated or not. They can come spread it around. Now, yesterday we were talking about the situation in the Oval Office with Boris Johnson from the U.K. and how when the question and answer period came and Boris asked, hey, can we, can we take a couple of questions? And there was a question about the border directed at Joe and the White House staff started screaming so that the, the microphones could not pick up the answer. And then they started shoving the people from the media out. Remember that? We were talking about that quite a bit yesterday. We talked about it on Where and Rima yesterday as well. Remember that? That whole story where the White House aides cut off the president, drowned him out, so nobody could hear him talk about the border? Well, Jen Psaki was asked about that yesterday, and she blamed boris johnson for it (laughs) she said it was his fault because he did not tell them her and joe biden and the people in the white house that he would be taking questions (laughs) it's not our fault that we had to shout the president down in what was clearly as as my friend john hayward pointed out what was clearly a scripted move they they know now right that if Joe is asked a question, the, the White House, the people who work in the White House know they're to, they are to start screaming at the top of their lungs so that his answer cannot be heard. We're talking about an off-script answer. We're talking about one that they have not written, right? We're just talking about a question that's asked of him. So the White House has been instructed, the White House people who work there have been instructed, if Joe's ever asked an off-script question, start yelling at the top of your lungs so nobody can hear his answer, Right? So that's what they did. And when asked about this yesterday, Jen Psaki said, well, that was, that was uh, the prime minister's fault because he called on individuals in the press corps without alerting us of that intention in advance. Why would they want to be alerted of that intention in advance? So they could write the answers for Joe. 
That's why. And the questions for the reporters. Jim, fire away. You're on. Yeah, Joe, everybody kind of knows what he is. But it goes a lot deeper than that. If I was the attorney general, which I'm not, I'd have had this clown charged with sedition eight months ago and been done with this foolishness. But it just shows how ingrained it is in the DOJ, the top of the FBI, all the other bureaucracy. You know, half of Congress could be run out and stretched if you wanted to blow off the old books. And there's only one way to cure this, and everybody knows what it is. I'm just not going to say it. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it very much. Well, the Attorney General's not going to do anything about this because the Attorney General is Merrick Garland. And so you're not going to get any action from Merrick Garland on officials that are violating the Constitution of the United States. All right. A quick break here, 210-599-5555. We continue with your calls on the other side. And now we find out the Wuhan scientists were messing around with a bat flu. I'll tell you about that and how we know that coming right up. But first, for Primo Processing, I hope you get in touch with them today. You can find them at 830-521-DEER, 830-521-DEER. As we get closer to hunting season, I'm going to tell you about a special service that they offer all of us who are hunters. You go out in the field, you have the fun, you pull the trigger, they do the rest. They even come to where you are and pick it up and take it back and process it just the way you want it processed, and then they send it to you, or you can come to Hondo and pick it up. So as we get closer to deer season, you're going to hear me talk more about Primo Processing and their in-the-field service, or if you want to take it to them, you want to dress it in the field yourself and take it to them, then they will process it exactly how you want it done. How much sausage do you want? How much of this? How much of that do you want? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, here's the other thing. They have all kinds of exotics. You know, they have elk, and, of course, they have white-tailed deer and everything, all all the beautiful stuff. They've got it there at Primo Processing. But they only carry high-choice and prime. When it comes to T-bones or New York strips or fillets, they got all the popular cuts. You know, I was telling you earlier, it might be a good idea. ESA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Something has happened to a small group of Americans who define their happiness as the unhappiness of everybody else. They're addicted to furiousness. I actually think dopamine is released in the brain when, when they get angry. They're only happy when unhappy. And I don't know what you do with them besides quarantine them, try and get on with politics without them, because they're not coming back. Yeah, I haven't heard from George Will in a long time, and I disagree with him on almost everything. But, you know, he's right. He's got a point that there are people who are only happy when they're unhappy. This is true. You know, when they're complaining and they're mad and they just, then they're happy. Yeah. But if you make them happy, they're not really happy. Well, they don't know what to do. Well, that's true. <laughs> You've taken away their their main source of entertaining themselves. Right? <laughs> so are you affected by, is your happiness, is your mood affected by weather? Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. What do they call it? Uh, sad, sad, sad effect. disorder. Sa- yeah. Sad effect or something. Not so much since I moved here, but yeah, well, yeah. after six months of winter, you know, <laughs> thirteen feet of snow out the front right. door, she yeah. got a shovel just to go outside every yeah. day, right? You know, shoveling uphill, right? You know, um, I, you know, <laughs> I am, I'm affected by it. Uh, where this time of year is my favorite time of year. Yeah, love it, love, love, love when the weather changes in the fall. Mm-hmm. Love the way it feels outside right now. Yeah. Uh, want to play hooky really bad, don't want to be here. <laughs> and you know me. 
It's got to be yeah, bad you, when I don't want to be. You're the one that wants to come in on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So You actually like Monday. I do like Monday because mm-hmm. I love doing this, but, man. And you're kind of a weirdo. I, I am <laughs> very much a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we were talking earlier, guys. We we, uh, we want you to vote for Matthew McConaughey for governor so Don will have something to do. <laughs> he has nothing to do right now. Yeah. And, and he wants to be able to spend all of his time working on the sound bites of McConaughey going, hey, man, I just, uh, hey, man, I, uh, hey, uh, border. And uh, so, uh, which means Don would have to do a lot of work editing the sound bites to make it make any sense right. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. I You're welcome. It. Um, Is there anything I can do for you? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> Maybe on ice cream or something at some point. Um, <laughs> you knew this was bound to come. Um, in California, you know, when they do these um, state fairs and stuff, right? they always have like, well, here in Texas, we do chili cook-offs or barbecue competitions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Out in California, they're going to have a pot competition at the, at the state fair <laughs> when they do it up in <laughs> Sacramento. <laughs> chili cook-off, heck no, man. We're doing a pot competition. It's a, it's a, they call it cannabis countdown or something. I don't know. Can, can, cannabis cook-off or something like that, right? So it's recipes with cannabis uh, as one no, of the ingredients. No, no, it's, no. It's, it's the cultivation. Who, who can smoke the most pot? Is no, that, it's the cultivation. Who cultivated the best? Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> I wonder who the judges are. Well, that's, see, Maybe you know. Maybe Matthew McConaughey could be a judge. I was going to say, <laughs> you know there's a line. <laughs> yeah. Right. When usually for like a chili cook-off, nah, yeah, I'm busy that weekend. I, yeah. you know, nah, right. I ain't going to go taste that chili. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. But for this... People be like, yeah, I'll be the I'll be the judge of that. I'll line up. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. I don't know whenever whenever their thing is. I don't know. It must be coming up here pretty soon. Their annual livestock food competitions they usually have. Well, they're adding the annual competitions. Picked top wine, cheese, olive oil, craft beer this year. Cannabis cultivation. The top pot of the year is going to be discovered at their uh, at their state fair. So then, after that, then the judges will pick the wine, the cheese, the olive oil, and everything else. <laughs> How are you going to be able to tell? I mean, after the first couple, you'll probably be pretty baked. Isn't that the point? You know, won't make any difference. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing when you're tasting like beer or liquor or something. Right. You go to a beer tasting contest, and it's like after you've had the first two or three or whatever, it's like the rest of it tastes pretty darn good. I guess. Bring it on. Whatever. You know. Coming back for more. There's some more. <laughs> problem is trying to keep the judges awake. That's yeah, the issue that's right the there. That's the problem. Right. And eating all the profits. All right. Quick break. <laughs> quick break on the other side. Got some story, some news out of Wuhan and that lab over there I want to share with you. And take more of your calls at 210 599 Traffic and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Americans who receive the Moderna or Johnson & Johnson vaccines will have to wait at least a few more weeks before potential authorization. But many health experts argue getting people their first shots should remain the top priority. It's 6.38, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Good morning, and hi there, Susan. You're on. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty darn good. I'm enjoying the conversation. Um, You were talking about the cannabis in California. (laughs) In the late 70s and early 80s, I lived in Arizona, and one of the things California was known for was the red-haired scents. 
it might be like today. Oh, man. Well, see, I, I, I don't partake, so I, I don't know the difference between this, that, and the other, uh, other than just hearing it in a song or seeing a Cheech and Chong movie. But uh, I, I do hear that the stuff today is much more potent and powerful and will drive you to eating after a while, if you can stay awake. <laughs> That's what I hear. Well, I don't. I, I no longer partake either. I was a teenager, but, you know, hey, it's... Yeah, it's, it's amusing. We, we, mm-hmm. we, all, <laughs> we all had our teenage years, that's for sure. Susan, thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on. Have a good day. You too. You too. Thank you. Uh, that line, too, is the one that's messing up there. Chris? I got high. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan go ahead. You're on. Hey, good morning, Trey. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Fire uh, away. Do we? I got two, actually. It's a two-part question. Sure. First off. And I hope you don't get offended. Like, do you guys only talk about what's on the mainstream media? Do you guys talk about what's on the other side of the media? The small guys, they're talking about the real news. Because uh, no one's talking about the high-rate deaths in America compared to the rest of the countries. Like what? What, what? what do you mean? Well, everyone's dying in the ICUs, correct? Everyone what now? Everyone's dying in the ICUs here in America. Uh, I, talk- I, I, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with your question and your point. But no one's talking about how the remedy for what they're treating these people with is what Dr. Anthony Fauci is prescribing these patients, and they have to stand by it because the hospitals are controlled by the government. They're giving them a drug called Rindesivir, and it's shutting down their kidneys and filling their, their lungs up with fluid. And that's why everyone's dying, but no one's talking about it. I didn't know anything Dr. about it. Brian Artis. Dr. Brian Artis is a doctor out of Dallas that is all over non-mainstream media news. Go look him up. All of your audience should look him up. This is what's killing America. I, I don't know anything about that. I, I can tell you this, that when I have read about remdesivir is that it's actually saving lives when I've seen the stories about it. And the, it, was the st- not, it was not FDA approved when they started using it. And look at the trials. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I don't. I, I don't know, Ryan. I do know this that you know they played. They played enough politics with this, uh, and, and I'm not real clear how this would offend me. I'm not offended by this question at all. They. They. I know that they played politics with this enough, and they're playing politics with the monoclonal antibodies right now. And I do know that works because I've actually had friends that have received monoclonal yeah. antibodies and it saved their life. Love it. Here's a bigger question: Do okay. we trust Fauci? Do you trust Fauci? Does of course not. Trust Fauci? I don't trust him as okay. far as I can see him. He's a, he's a damn liar. Marching orders. Why we take marching orders and how we should basically... I don't take any marching orders from Anthony Fauci. He's a damn liar. Exactly. Well, that's the difference between private practice and hospitals. Hospitals are actually governed by the government, and they don't get to choose how they treat their patients. And so everyone that has COVID goes there. They have no choice other than to follow. Dr. Well, Anthony I've heard I've heard that as well, and I've also heard that the hospitals make a whole lot more money if it's COVID case. Somebody who dies with COVID case as opposed to somebody who died from COVID is a real big difference as well. All right, man, thanks. I'm glad you got in here. Appreciate the call. Uh, Tim, go ahead. You're on. Yes, sir. I had COVID in July. Yeah. I had it really bad. I went in, and I almost died. Doctor said I was probably 20 minutes away from dying. They gave me, and I can give you time, date, and everything, doctors, if you want, I have remdesivir, three doses of it, intravenously, and in three and a half days, I was out of Methodist Hospital. I can give you the doctor's names and everything. You don't, don't need to, but I can. And I don't know what this guy's talking about, but that, in Jesus Christ, saved my life. There you go. 
There you go. Well, I, I, you know, every story that I've ever read about remdesivir has been like that, that it has saved lives. And I've, I've you know, followed up with people and all that. That's all I know. I mean, I'm not a doctor, and I don't even try to play a doctor. I do know people personally that took the monoclonal antibodies, and it, within about a day and a half, they were up and moving around. It happened with President Trump. You know, they gave him monoclonal antibodies, and he got up in a hurry, too. And I have friends uh, that took monoclonal antibodies and they're fine and for the biden administration to cut it off in texas and and florida just because he's playing politics with the governors of those states is horrendous you know to me that's killing people uh when when you're doing that but i'm I'm glad you called tim how you feeling now what's the 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 long-term effects how's it been for you well today i actually go and find out what that my lungs were scarred um they think uh, the pulmonologists think it's temporary and um, so I've had two x-rays, and I go in today, because I had the x-ray last week, and I go in today to find out if there's, you know, it's going to be a two-month temporary scar or a permanent. Um, the, the damage is, is that I don't get to do his things outside as long as I used to. I, I get tired easier. I'll, I'll ask you, and you say no if you don't want to share it, because we're talking to a lot of sure. people right now, but um, do you, were you vaxxed at the time? or? No, I was not vaxxed at the time. I had had surgery on a ruptured quad on my leg and um i had been rehabbing that and coming out of surgery the doctor had said hey um you know sometimes after surgery there's blood clots so just you know be mindful of that and then knowing that the vaccine and having a personal friend die of vaccine to the lungs uh, taking the vaccine and dying of a blood clot to the lungs i did not take the vaccine on purpose because i wanted to you know let my leg rest and everything for a while and then we got covid I uh, mean, my wife both. And so, um, but we survived. And like I said, um, that remdesivir, I, I, you know, praise God for uh, Methodist Hospital, the doctors over there, the nurses, and the remdesivir because it, it, it saved my life. Um, what do you think about vaccines today? Are you a proponent now that you've had it and had some lasting effects of it? Well, the pulmonologist, too, I just think so fantastic over to your NP nurse practitioners or over your regular doctors. He told me that my antibodies now are going to be 17 to 27 times stronger than the vaccine and that it's up to me. Um, he said, you sure for sure cannot take the vaccine until um, November 6th. Um, I have to wait 90 days because I, I was, you know, it was August 6th when I got out. I got you. And um, I asked him about, well, it, he said my antibodies are so strong um, that I probably could even wait six months. But he did say minimum of 90 days before I can take the vaccine. You you know, things I'm seeing here and there about the vaccine, I'm just not sure. Okay. That was going to be my last question for you. Have you decided and you're not sure yet? Well, I I appreciate hearing from you. And thank you for being open. I mean, you didn't have to share all that with our audience, but I'm sure it's very helpful to them. So thank you for being here. Sure. Have a great day. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you. Um, So there you go. Uh, Remdesivir saved his life. And uh, he was in a real struggle. In fact, the doctor said, you're 20 minutes from dying. So I'm glad they used it, and I'm glad it saved his life. All right, 646, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071 and the Trey Ware page at for Stevens Roofing. I know who I call, and they were the, the first uh, roofing company I called on our home 2004. I want to say it was 2004. 
Had a problem with a bird that was eating the siding off the chimney. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to climb up there because I got one of those weird roofs that you know, bends here and shapes there and got a pitch over there and all. And so I wasn't going to go up there. And I called Stevens and they and I said, do you do like, you know, repair on chimneys and stuff? They said, of course. Yeah, we'll get up there and take care of that. And they did. And they were perfect. Absolutely perfect with the work that they did. So much so on the deck out back. I had my chairs here, my potted plants over there, my decorations there. They took pictures and all that so they could put everything right back where I had it because I'm a stickler for that, right? I would have known. And no, uh-uh, man, they took the pictures and they put the pot back where it goes and they put the chair back where it goes and everything else. They were just great at everything that they did. So every year I have them come out and I, they do an inspection. And in all that time from 2004 to now, I have on several occasions thought because of storms and all that, oh, man, we got, I need a roof. I know I need a roof. So I call them and say, come out and put a roof on. And they climb up there and come back down and go, no, you don't need one. Stop it. You know? It's been four or five times. Now, they could have easily taken my money and run to the house. They could have done that. But Stevens Roofing will not do that. Stevens Roofing, they have your family covered at 210 785. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Okay, so uh, real quick, if you're coming in from I-10 like Seguin and you're coming through all that construction and you get to the Cloverleaf at Loop 410 and you're going to go north on 410 and head over like where Big Red Bottling and all that is, uh, there's a an overturned concrete truck there and they got it down to one lane, baby, and it's backed up all the way on 410, all the way around the bend there and all the Cloverleaf and all the way backing up on i on i-10 over there so if you can avoid that area again that's northbound uh loop 410 on the east side of san antonio uh if you typically come in on i-10 from out Seguin or lavernia or any of that uh it's going to be a mess for you on the way and it are more of a mess it already is because they've been doing all that construction building that flyover which is going to be nice when they get it done which is going to be nice if they ever get it done <laughs> put it that way all right so Every, every year at this time, it is our honor to work with the Jimenez family and raise funds for the uh, Thanksgiving dinner feast, which Raul Jimenez began over 30 years ago, and the family has carried it on all these many years. Of course, COVID has changed everybody's life, including this one. So now, instead of having it at the convention center, uh, the Jimenez family is now delivering those meals on Thanksgiving Day to 10,000 or more in the San Antonio area that would not otherwise have a Thanksgiving meal, something that all of us take for granted. Usually we would do one day of a radiothon in the Alamo Lounge and raise funds, but again, we can't do that because of COVID, so we're asking you to go to KTSA.com and help us out. And Patricia Jimenez is joining me right now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Good morning, Patricia. Hi there. Good morning, Trey. I can't believe it's been a year already, and, and we're back doing this uh, once again. So you guys are going to do it the same way this year and deliver the food? Yes, absolutely. But the good thing is that we decided that uh, now that we have one year under our belt, we're going to increase the numbers. So we're hoping that we can beat at least 12500 this year um, and work with what we have. Um, so, of course, we can't do it without the help of our KTSA listeners, we're very grateful because, as you well know, with COVID, sometimes companies haven't been able to help like they've done in the past. And uh, so the people that are really making a difference and helping us are the smaller donations. No donation is too small to help make a difference, and we're very grateful. 
You know, one of the things I always tell people is all the money goes to buying the food and delivering the food. I know when I give money to an organization, I check into it first to make sure that they're, you know, uh, being smart with the money that I give. Well, I can tell our listeners, like I have now for 15 years, that it's a smart thing to give to Jimenez because you guys do exactly what you say you're going to do with the money. Yes, absolutely. And a $5 donation will actually help bring a Thanksgiving meal to two individuals this Thanksgiving. And um, we're very grateful because, as you well know, there's shortages happening, and we've had to do some extra planning early and you know get our orders in earlier than usual. And so we're very grateful to the listeners. Uh, last year, there were so many wonderful stories where a lot of people were touched, and for some... That was the only contact they had that day. So the money will definitely be going to a wonderful cause directly to the seniors and needy families and homeless people that really need a meal. And not just a meal, but to bring hope into their lives. Yeah, yeah, and a smiling face because you guys are always bringing that to them as well and warmth for the holiday season. It's the official kickoff to the holiday season around here, I can tell you that. But here's the bottom line, folks. We need the money in as quickly as possible because, as Patricia was just saying, got to buy the stuff. Uh, There are shortages, so they have to order ahead of time. This is not something they can walk in on that Wednesday and say, hey, I want to buy this many turkeys, these many yams, this many uh, rolls of bread. Uh, They have to get those orders in right away. But the only way this happens is if you donate. And, again, I mean, you think about uh, $5 (laughs) feeding two folks. You're not going to find that anywhere but here. So please, if you can give, it's much appreciated. Um, And and we've made it so simple. Just go to KTSA.com. KTSA.com. There's a button on there. Press the button. takes you about 30 seconds uh, out of your day to give. And please do the very best you can because, again, all this money goes to feeding Hopefully, we're going to get to about 12500 this year. So, Patricia, thank you as always. We'll be uh, touching base with you between now and, and that time, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful day. You too. Let's help these folks out. Let's go to KTSA.com. It's KTSA.com. There's a, there's a button right there. Just click on it to give to the Jimenez family so that they can go buy the food that they have to have to deliver to the people, the needy people of San Antonio You and I, uh, a lot of times, take it for granted, but they don't. It's presented by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, Wagner Holt Custom Homes, Northport Toyota of San Antonio, and Conviva Care Centers. Warren Rima coming up next.